Yo, Big D back with another Super Bowl preview with my UK friend on the Big D podcast. Before I bring in Charlie, please subscribe, like, and share the Spunky Spectrum Sports YouTube page. See my, see all my Super Bowl content. Already uploaded a video. One coming here. More coming. UFC. Lord knows what else. Also check out the. Big D podcast for all your audio listeners on Spotify and Apple. So, uh, whether he's talking the World Cup with Lionel Messi and Kieran Mbappe or his beloved Miami Dolphins, all things football can only mean one guy, uh, Charlie Mullen. Uh, Charlie, it's Super Bowl week. I can't believe it's Super Bowl week. I thought we were just talking the World Cup a few weeks ago. Yeah, Dylan, catch. <laughs> yes, Super Bowl time. Brilliant. Love it. Um, sadly, it's the end of the NFL season, but um, usually the, uh, mo- you know, mo- in recent times, the Super Bowls have been very interesting, very uh, good matchups, shall we say. And uh, I think this weekend's game between the Chiefs and the Eagles is um, another fine example of two well-balanced teams, one two well-matched teams. Um, should be a good game. I'm hoping it's a good game anyway. Uh, so we know how big the Super Bowl is in the U.S. I heard something like that people will bet up to, I think it's $16 billion on the Super Bowl. And that's not with an M. That's with a B, billion. Mm-hmm. The question I have is how big is the Super Bowl in the U.K.? Because you talk about all football, American football, but how big is the Super Bowl in your neck of the woods? It's it's massive, Dylan. Um, I think for you know, obviously the diehard NFL fans like myself who's been watching this since the nineteen eighties, you know, we watch it every year. Um, it's growing as a sport, not just in this country, but in Europe. You know, we had a game in Germany this year, and we've had games in England since two thousand and seven. So it's growing every year, and for the occasional NFL fan, shall we say, <clears throat> who doesn't follow it week after week. The Super Bowl sort of draws them in. It's um, it's a razzmatazzing. You've got a halftime show with Rihanna this this weekend. So for those who want to watch that, you, you know, you've got that side of it. For those who just want to, <clears throat> pardon me, check out the sport and see what all the talk is about, then it's a perfect occasion to um, sit down, have a few drinks, have a few beers, uh, have some food um, and just enjoy it, you know, and, and if you like it, excellent. Get into the next season, the regular season, and don't wait until the Super Bowl. But um, it is, it's massive over here. Um, I do get offended, and it does get on my nerves when I watch American football programs from America saying, oh, when we go over to England, uh, it's amazing. The, the spectators know exactly when to clap and when to cheer. Well, yeah. Well, you know, we we love the sport, but we're not stupid. You know, it's not the most difficult sport to understand. So that's a bit condescending and patronizing. But, you know, that's for another day. I can stop this rant now. Um, There's a lot of American football fans in this country who know a lot about this sport. Um, So, yeah, um, getting back to your initial question, Super Bowl is massive. And um, with obviously the Jacksonville Jaguars, your neck of the wood. Um, playing here every year. I think there's a fan base growing, not just for uh, Jacksonville Jaguars, but some people might be tuning into the Super Bowl this weekend going, I haven't got a team, so this is a perfect opportunity. And I'm sure this is how a lot of NFL fans in England adopted their team. We're going to watch the Super Bowl. Whichever team wins, that will be my team. (laughs) 
that wasn't the case for me because I support the Miami Dolphins. And I was only two years old when they won the Super Bowl the last time. So moving on. <clears throat> yeah, so um, the question and the next question I have is, is those Super I mean, most people here would probably say the Super Bowl is bigger than the World Cup. But to you, is he, which event is bigger, the World Cup or the Super Bowl? No, the World Cup. Um, the World Cup, I mean, it's our national sport, isn't it, in this uh, in this country that we live in. Um, so, But the World Cup is over four weeks, five weeks possibly. Um, this is a one-off occasion for the Super Bowl. So, um, like I said, it is growing. It will continue to grow. And, um, yeah, it's uh, I'm looking forward to it. I really am. Um, sadly, it's the last game of the season. But, you know, that's the way it goes. Do you have a favorite Super Bowl memory? Obviously, you were you were young and when the uh, Dolphins won back-to-back Super Bowls in the early 70s and then Dan Marino played his one and only Super Bowl against a great 49er team in the Middle East. But do you have a great favorite Super Bowl memory? Yeah, there is. Well, I don't have too many favorite memories because of what you've just said. Um, 49ers, I still hate them for that. But anyway, moving on. Um, you're bringing out a lot of you're bringing out a lot of rage in me, Dylan, tonight. Um, no, I'm getting back to your question. I remember the um, the Washington Redskins. Oh, sorry, Washington, as they were. Well, let's just call them Washington uh, against the Denver Broncos when they exploded for 35 second quarter points. Uh, Doug Williams, um, Timmy Smith, et al. Um, that was just like um, you know the Broncos were 10 0 up at the end of the first quarter, and then boom, game was over by halftime. Um, when I was younger, you know, I kind of fell asleep at halftime, but now that I'm older, you know, I get to watch, you know, stay awake, uh, force myself to stay awake for the duration of the, the, the whole games. Um, but there's been a lot of good ones in the last few years. I mean, last year it came down to the final play, didn't it? Um, Aaron Donald um, getting to um, Joe Burrow to end Cincinnati's chances of winning. So um, there's a lot. I mean, obviously the, um, the Pittsburgh Steelers, the, uh, the, the throw, by Ben Roethlisberger, um, Antonio Brown, I think it was, wasn't it? The, the toe drag swag. Santonio. Santonio, yes. That's it. Sorry, Santonio. Yeah. Um, the toe drag swag to, um, to to win that Super Bowl, which I think was also in Arizona. Is that right? No, that was against Arizona in Tampa, oh. just up yeah. the road from me. Ah, right. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> so, yeah, that, uh, there, there's a few memories that stand out. There's, there's too many to choose. Um, obviously, halftime performances are very special as well. I enjoyed um, Bruce Springsteen, Prince, and you too. Um, so I'll, I'll watch this year's and uh, see how it goes. So what yeah. about you? What's your favorite memories? I mean, Prince, Prince doing Purple Rain in the in the Miami rain was something. Yes. yes. But... um. To be honest, I, I remember that David Tyree helmet catch. I don't I mean, I still don't know how he pinned the ball all on yeah. his helmet with Rodney with Rodney Harrison literally all over him. Like how Eli Manning got away from the Patriot pass. Correct. Yeah. Roll the ball and then David Tyree basically catches the ball on his helmet. Falling backwards as well, wasn't he? Mm-hmm. That, that's an impossible play. Just another one that comes to mind when you've mentioned that. Um, obviously the Saints when they came out for the second half after the um the power cut, I think it was, um, when they tried the onside kick and it came off. I mean, 
you know, that was about one o'clock in the morning, maybe over here. You're sort of like trying to keep your eyes open. And, and when they tried that and it came off, that basically just woke you up and says, wow, to have the, um, I don't know what the right word to use, gum, you know, uh, kahunas, I think that's all right to say, isn't it? To have the guts, the bravery to call that play at the start of the second half and steal a possession um, was a very brave call. And uh, yeah, uh, things like that do, do do stick in your mind. And hopefully, I think with the Kansas City Chiefs this weekend, I think we could be talking about another snow globe wasp play that will go down in folklore. But will it be a winning play or not? Who knows? We'll talk about that shortly, I'm sure. Well, you mentioned Chiefs. So obviously that Mahomes guy is pretty good. He's playing his third Super Bowl in four years. So um, is Pat Mahomes potentially Tom Brady's heir apparent as the uh, as the star of the NFL? Yeah. Well, I think it's a spot that he's going to have to share with a few others. Uh, I don't think Josh Allen has done himself any favours this season by the way that he's played, but Joe Burrow, certainly. Um, he's he's a rising star. Uh, I think there's a lot of rising stars. Um, you know, you don't have to go too far um, from your neck of the woods. Trevor Lawrence this year played a very, very impressive performance. Great level of growth from being coached by an absolute joker last season. So actually being coached by a proper coach in Doug Peterson this year who knows what sort of step he can make next year and it's a shame that his first year was wasted basically because of the idiot that you employed as your head coach but you know we learn from we learn from mistakes don't worry we've had a few Joe Philbin comes to mind for Miami Dolphins but you know there you go um Cam Cameron I think as well um one of those two coaches was left in London after they lost the London game but there you go <laughs> I th- I I think Lane Kiffin might have been fired before the London trip ended. I, I don't know if, that, if that's what happened when he was the Raider head coach back <laughs> in the day. But, um, but uh, I think uh, I think you could definitely look at Mahomes as the Aaron parent because of all the teams capable of getting a dynasty, the Chiefs are in the best place because they've got – a whole, they've got a Hall of Fame coach in Andy Reid, a great mm-hmm. manager in Brent Veach getting all these pieces. The whole, the excuse me, the Hunt family has done great things with the Chiefs, and Mahomes is capable of rising, uh, capable of doing things. I mean, that play at the end of the game. I mean, Bengal fans may want to complain about whether or not the defender shoved Mahomes, but the fact yeah. he got out of the pocket mm-hmm. on a bad ankle. Got got the first down and out of bounds for something. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So yeah. and I mean, you look at the Chiefs. I mean, they traded Tyreek Hill and Green Bay traded uh, Devontae Adams. Didn't make the playoffs. Tennessee yeah. traded AJ Brown. Didn't make the playoffs. The yeah. Chiefs traded Tyreek Hill, and Pat Mahomes going to win the MVP. Chiefs led the league in scoring. So what? Yeah. Yes. Yeah. No. They- They've got a great system in Kansas City offense. And, um, you know, when you've got a great coach like Andy Reid, I mean, how many NFC championship games did he lead Philadelphia to? At least five, wasn't it? Yeah. And he's done five now at Kansas City. Um, He got the Eagles to the Super Bowl. He didn't win it, unfortunately. But, um, you know, he's got one under his belt. Of Getting a second one will certainly put him up there with 
the likes of Don Shula and other coaches who have won two Super Bowls. Um, so yeah, I mean, I think the Eagles do deserve. Sorry, the Chiefs do deserve a lot of credit for the way that they have been able to maintain their roster. And it doesn't matter who comes in; they all know their their place. And I think I heard a story leading up to the Super Bowl the other day that as soon as um, training camps opened. Um, Patrick Mahomes got together with all the um, wide receivers and running backs and, and and spent time with them and said to them, listen, guys, you guys are going to have to play an important role. So we need to get you on board as soon as possible. So as soon as they could, they were out practicing plays and it's paying dividends now. And that it's that's an example of the leadership that Patrick Mahomes brings to this team. And he can, you know, he can pull off whatever plays that he, he can, you know, the underarm, you know, Toss to the running back going into the end zone from three or four yards out. You've got the security blanket and what a security blanket he has in Travis Kelsey. Um, you know, if um, if all else fails, you know, um, he certainly has Travis Kelsey there who can help him out. But um, certainly a player that's impressed me recently is um, Isaiah Pacheco. <clears throat> and um, certainly, you know, he's going to be an important part this weekend because I'm not convinced that Patrick Mahomes' ankle is 100% fit. Now, we haven't seen him take a hit on it, really. And certainly the Eagles' offense, uh, sorry, Eagles defensive line will get to him. Uh, he's going to end up on his back. And in a game like this, all it takes is one little sort of tweak of the ankle or a body falling on the ankle. And the Chiefs will be trying to protect Patrick Mahomes and his ankle. Um, so I think the Pacheco checkdown will be a massive influence. Uh, could be a determining factor in who wins this Super Bowl. Oh, you mentioned one chief running back. How about Jaron McKinnon? Because until the playoffs, yeah. it was basically McKinnon score a touchdown every week. I remember that one checkdown play you mentioned against the Broncos where Mahomes just basically olayed the ball and then McKinnon ran in the end zone like, what? Yeah. Absolutely. But um, yeah, um, I do think, and I'm surprised not, you know, more commentators haven't picked up on this. You know, it, it's obvious. Pacheco check down, it rolls off your tongue. Why is nobody not saying more of that? So keep an eye out for your Pacheco check down this weekend. <laughs> okay. So now with the Eagles, and while Jalen Hurts is not going to give the attention of a Pat Mahomes, until his shoulder injury, a lot of people thought he was an MVP candidate. Mm -hmm. And, yeah. I mean, he hasn't looked good in his three games back, but it's Jalen Hurts' job in this game to win it or not lose it? Because I've heard a lot of people say the Eagles have got a more talented team than the Eagles, I mean, the, than the Chiefs. I mean, three running backs, A.J. Brown, Devontae Smith, great offensive and defensive lines, and then – Darius Slay on the back and is Jalen Hurts job to win it or not lose it? I think that's a very good question you ask him. I think from his point of view, don't lose it. It could be the fact that defense wins this Super Bowl. And obviously the Eagles have, uh, you know, they're putting up historic numbers. I think that, what is it, five sacks short of the all-time record by the Bears, 85? Am I right? It's close to that, I think. Um Everybody talks about the 1985 Bears defense as being one of the best, and obviously the Ravens defense is up there as well, and the Steelers of the 70s. But, um, yeah, this is one formidable defensive line by the Eagles. 
um, 70 sacks in the regular season, 10 in the two postseason games. Um, yeah, it's the thing that intrigues me about, you know, you talk about Jalen Hurts. Okay, he hasn't played in the Super Bowl before. However, he doesn't have to throw the ball 300 yards for the Eagles to win this game. If you look carefully at every play the Eagles run, um, he has the ball, right? And on the defensive end, right, if you're trying to defend Jalen Hurts, you have to decide three things. Is he going to keep the ball and run himself? Is he going to hand the ball off? Or is he going to drop into the pocket and pass it? You've got a split second to make that decision. What is he going to do? And you could be deceived by a fake handoff, play action pass, whatever. And then he'll sort of throw a little toss pass, next five, ten yards, and he'll just keep doing that. If they can establish the run early, it's going to be a long day, I think, for the Kansas City Chiefs. But um, Jalen Hurts, he's, he's, he's good to watch. He's just so good to watch. Um, I do sense there might be a fumble because he does... Let me use this ball as a demonstration. You know, you're about to hand it off. You're looking at the defensive line, what's available. Can I sort of keep it and run myself? And all it takes is one split second um, of misjudgment by Jalen Hurts. And that ball could be on the ground. Um, he's done a very good job this year of deciding when to hold on to it, when to hand it off, and when to pass it. So I'm sure uh, Nick Sirianni will come up with a certain number of plays that um, he favours. And he's feeling comfortable with. Uh, we're talking Jalen Hurts here, so yeah, I think he doesn't have to have a massive game. Um, he just has to decide. You know, his decision making is going to decide this game. Basically, is what I'm saying. I th I also think what separates Hurts from Mahomes is that Jalen Hurts will run. I mean, I have not seen a quarterback with the leg strength of Jalen Hurts. I mean, we've seen. Big quarterbacks. I mean, Cam Newton was big when he ran for the Panthers. But Jalen Hurts' lower body is strong than any quarterback I've ever seen. And if the Eagles get a third or fourth and short, how many Eagle people would they get behind Hurts and basically just shove him forward? I mean, that play mm -hmm. is almost unstoppable. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. No, they – yeah. Um We've seen a lot of that this season throughout the NFL, haven't we? Fourth and one, more coaches will go for it. They'll get, you know, um, a fullback if the team has a fullback, you know, or a tight end to basically push their quarterback over the line of scrimmage to get the yard that they need to keep the drive alive and move the chains. Um, but certainly Jalen Hurts, um, he's very comfortable running that offense. And yeah, I think... Like I said, I think the Eagles' running game will have a big, you know, they will have a big game on the ground. You know, they'll make a lot of yards on the ground. Um, that could be the uh, determining factor as to who wins Super Bowl 57. All right. You know me. You know I am a trivia savant. So I'm figured... What question, what question would, I, would I give you today? And I'm thinking, hmm... I think I have the perfect question for you. I'm going Go I'm going way back in Super Bowl, level, but I think one you might be able to get today. All right, okay. This this regards your Miami Dolphins. Right. 
So who was the kicker to basically give the Washington Commanders Redskins football team? Yeah, Garo, you premium. They only touch on Super Bowl seven. You knew Garo, before Garo. before I even gave out Garo, the- you premium. I'll play it out for you. Look, he tried to he, he tried to throw it and he went like that or something, didn't he? And basically <laughs> dropped it. Fumble recovery. Yep, good old Garo you premium. I think that's how you pronounce his name. I'm not quite sure, but uh yeah. The ironic thing was, you remember this, don't you? Well, you don't remember it, but you know. The Dolphins were obviously in field goal range. That's why they attempted the field goal. If they had have landed the field goal, what would the score have been? 17 nothing. And what was their record throughout the whole season? 17 and 0. Correct. But Garo messed up. The only thing the Dolphins screwed up that that year. Yes, yes, indeed. So I've got a trivia question for you. The Buffalo Bills and the Minnesota Vikings have both lost four Super Bowls uh, without winning one. I know teams have lost four or more. Um, Let's start that again. The Buffalo Bills and the Minnesota Vikings have each lost four games, famously four games, four Super Bowls. Um, for the Buffalo Bills, it was four successive years. What makes Minnesota's four defeats in the Super Bowl so memorable? Uh, it's a bit harsh because these were in the 1970s. The Vikings did not lead in any of those games. Um, I don't know that for a tr- Well, I would assume that was true. But um, the answer I was going for is... In those four Super Bowls that the uh, the Minnesota Vikings lost, the Vikings failed to score a point in the first half. Whoa. Yeah. That's bad. That is bad, and that's why they've lost four Super Bowls. Well, look at the in- well, look at the Vikings play. They played the Chiefs with that great defense, the Steelers with the the Steel Curtain, your Dolphins, and in the uh, Raiders. I mean, yep. they got no days at the beach. Yep. They should have turned up half an hour earlier and um, they might have got some points in the first half, but not to be. I was going to, I'll, I'll ask you an easier one then. Um, which city has hosted the Super Bowl the most? Uh, what if it's. Uh, it's either my, Miami. It's either. Who was your second? Who was your second choice? New Orleans. Yeah, Miami lead. And then it's New Orleans and then it's Los Angeles. So, well done. I'm like, I knew it was one of those two. I'm like, I'm like, oh, gosh, you, you're going to make me be pull up my hair, which I just got cut today. <laughs> Do you want another one? Another trivia question? Yeah. How many Super Bowls has the MVP gone to a defensive player? Uh, Not many, not many recently. I mean, Von Miller and Malcolm Smith, but... hmm. Do you want three options? Yeah. Is it seven, nine, or 11? How many Super Bowls have been has the MVP award gone to a defensive player? Nine. Nine. Correct. Correct. Now, 
Let me see if I can. I'm wondering if I can get all of them. Uh, Chuck Howley for the Cowboys, Super Bowl five. Hold on, hold on, hold on. <clears throat> yep. Uh, Jake Scott for your Dolphins, Super yep. Seven. Yep. Uh, didn't the Cowboys have like co MVPs? Yes. Yes. twelve, like Randy White. I know Randy White was one of them. Yep, correct. Very impressive knowledge. Yep. I don't even know oh. how I got that one. <laughs> Harvey Martin was the other. Yeah, Harvey Martin. And then? Uh, Richard Dent with the Bears Super Bowl 20. Correct. Uh, Larry Brown, Larry Brown with the Cowboys Super Bowl 30. Well done. Well done. Yeah. Uh, Ray Lewis with the Ravens. Yep. Uh, Dexter Jackson with the Bucks. Yep. Well, Von Mel Von Miller and Malcolm Smith. Correct. That's it. Yep. Well done. I'm very impressed with that. You're not going to fool me with Super MVPs. Well, I'll remember that for twelve months' time. I'll ask you a much, much difficult question than that. No. Okay. So ultimately, who will be lifting the Lombardi Trophy? Will it be barbecue or Philly cheesesteaks on Sunday night? Um, Philly cheesesteaks. Uh, I was actually in Philly in 2013. That's uh, where I proposed to my wife on top of the Rocky Steps. <clears throat> and uh, we went to a game at um, the Link, and it was against the Kansas City Chiefs. And uh, the Chiefs won 26-16 that day. It was uh, Andy Reid's first season as Chiefs coach. Um, but I am going for the Eagles. I'm going for Jason Kelsey to... Uh, Get one over his brother. I'm. I'm wondering. I'm. That's going to be odd to see mom wearing like a half Chiefs half Eagles shirt. Does that yes. mean you get a Super Bowl ring no matter what? <laughs> yes. Um. <clears throat> I just think that the Eagles. I think their offensive line and their defensive line is better than the Chiefs offensive and defensive line. So they'll win the battle in the line of scrimmage, in the trenches. Listen, Patrick Mahomes will probably have a fantastic game, so will Travis Kelsey. But I think that the Eagles' defense will be able to get to Mahomes. And I just think that Jalen Hurts will make the right decisions as to when to hand the ball off, keep it in a run, and pass. And he doesn't have to be spectacular. He just has to be sensible, protect the ball, and the offensive line for the Eagles will protect him accordingly and give him enough time to um, make those decisions. And, um, yeah, I'm looking forward to seeing what Jason Kelsey wears at the Super Bowl parade this year. Mm -hmm. uh, it's hard for me. I mean, I respect what the Eagles have done. I think the, I think Harry Roseman did a great job building this team, but uh, Pat Mahomes and Chiefs are going to win this team. Right, okay. I think this is. I think we are in the Mahomes era right now, and I don't see him go. And I don't see him going one and two in Super Bowl. So I mean, I think that ankle will be. I think that ankle, if it's not a hundred percent, will be eighty five, ninety percent. 
And I don't know how the Chiefs stop. I mean, the Eagles stop Travis Kelsey, but I think this is it. I think we're in the Mahomes time right now, and I think this is his Super Bowl. Well, I think that if the Eagles defensive line can get to Patrick Mahomes, um, uh, that would be bad news. Of course, it will. And we don't want to see that. We don't want to see Chad Henney. No offense to him. Um, we want to see Patrick Mahomes. We want to see both teams go at it with no injuries. Um, so there's no excuses. Yeah, hopefully, hopefully, no running back playing quarterback for the other team. Well, that's the question. You know, that's the thing. The Eagles knocked Brock Purdy and I've forgotten. Oh, Josh Josh Johnson. Johnson. Josh Johnson out of the, um, you know, the conference game. So, uh, yeah, they're going to be hard to stop, man. They're going to be hard to stop. And I just think that um, the matchups favor the Eagles. That's not to say that, one, you know, one freak play could change this whole Super Bowl. It could come down to a field goal at the end of the game. Whoever has the ball last is always a, you know, you look at last year, the the Bengals had the ball last, um, but they just couldn't manufacture a play to keep the drive going at the crucial time. But I'm going for the Eagles. I have to go for the Eagles. Yeah, I mean, it's it's going to be a great Super Bowl. Glendale's produced two classics so far, and I think we're in for another one. Yeah. So thanks for hopping on, Charlie. Uh, wish you well in the UK. And uh, maybe this time next year we're talking your Dolphins or my Jags in Las Vegas, right? Go on. Yeah, right. I'll buy into it, you know. I don't know what you do when your team's in the Super Bowl. I'd like to know, but who knows? Hopefully I'll be alive the next time Miami gets to the Super Bowl. You will, <sighs> you will if you would if you will if Aaron Rodgers plays there next year, potentially plays there. I just want I don't want Aaron Rodgers at the Dolphins. I just want a quarterback that we can rely on. I'm going to say this now. If any Miami Dolphins fans are watching this, which I'm sure there are, I think we have to move on from Tua. We need a quarterback that we can depend on. We can't depend on Tua. We can't. He's going to get more concussions. How many games has Patrick Mahomes missed? How many games has Jalen Hurts? Okay, two because of the injury. But they had enough wins on the board. Tua, he's, he's going to get injured again. He's, he's He hasn't... I don't know. He's missed too many games in his three seasons so far. But I just want somebody that we can rely on. Um, Trevor Lawrence, how many games has he missed? There you go. Justin Herbert. Josh Allen. Zero and zero. See, Tom Brady. Aaron Rodgers. They don't Tom, miss the game. Tom Brady. Tom Brady didn't miss one game through injury in the last 13 and last 14 years of his career. There you go. I just want somebody that we can rely on. But we can't. Tua is not the man. I'm sorry. When he's played this year, he's been brilliant. He's put up some great numbers, him and Tariq Hill and Jalen Waddle. But you can't rely on him for a full season. We were, we were doing so well. And then he got the second injury on Christmas or whatever it was, or even maybe before that. And our season just ended because Teddy Bridgewater is not good enough. And you can't fork out millions of dollars on a backup quarterback. 
because you need to strengthen, you need to use that money to strengthen other positions. So I just want a reliable quarterback. I didn't think this episode would end like that, but uh, thanks for turning in, Charlie. And uh, <laughs> maybe Miami will get a reliable quarterback soon. I'd even take Derek Carr. There you go. 